this time we do have a special. I don't know whether you call it a scrap iron quartet or what and all, but Brother Willard has got a few together and all. Bring us a special this time. I guess it's getting a little close to Christmas time. We had to kind of fill in special this morning. So we're going to do an old easy song, maybe. Shadows still 
saved? Isn't God good? What a mighty, mighty Savior we serve. I want to uh, challenge you this morning, especially if you're here and you're saved. Uh, I hope today the message that you hear today is a challenge to your heart. Man come out one time, I was preaching, and he come out and said, Preacher, I'm mad at you. I said, Well, you're not the first one, but why? He said, well, what you said today, I didn't like. And I said, well, those words aren't my words. Those words are the Lord's words. And I said, you can't get mad at me for what the message is. I said, if I say something out of the Bible, out of the way, then me and you have a problem. But if it's something I said from the Bible, then your problem is with the Lord. And he didn't too much like that, but he said, well, I guess you're right. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad that God convicts us. And a lot of times we get mad and we get upset with the messenger. But let me tell you something. The message is from the Lord today. And it is imperative that we are challenged as God's people. For such a time as this, I believe it's very important for us as God's people to be challenged by the message God has given us. Let me tell you something. This is not my message today. It's God's message. This is God's sermon. So I want to invite you uh, to Mark chapter 8. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. And I pray today that you would apply this challenge to you. This is something that we've all been challenged with by the Lord Jesus. And this is something that I want us to put on today to apply to our life and to our hearts. Mark 8 and verse 34. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for a soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he cometh in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word today. Lord, I pray that we would open our hearts to you, I pray that our hearts would be soft and pliable to Your Word this morning. Lord, I pray that we would accept the challenge that You give to us in Your Word. 
to become a disciple of you. It's not enough just to be saved. But Lord, when we get saved, we ought to have a true desire to follow you in our life. Lord, help us to be disciples for you. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved today. I pray the saved will be drawn closer to you. And all of this I ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning about becoming a disciple of Jesus. Becoming a disciple of Jesus. If you remember last Sunday, we talked in our introduction about the people that was brought to Jesus. There were many people that had needs during His ministry. There were people that needed to be saved. There were people that needed a healing. There were people that needed to receive their sight. There's a lot of reasons that people came to Jesus, but at the end of the day, there's no better place to go than to Jesus to get your need met. And I want you to know that people went to Him by the multitude. I mean they came by the multitudes because this was the one that could do all for them. And may I say today that Jesus is still the one who can meet our needs this morning. Jesus is still the one that can do anything that we desire. And I'm going to tell you today our greatest need is for a Savior. Our greatest need is to be saved. There's no other place to find salvation than other than at the place of meeting Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. There's no other Savior today except for Jesus. And we find in the Bible that multitudes and multitudes went to Jesus. And that's all good. And as long as they had a need, they were there. As long as they needed something, they were there. But when the tables were turned, and it was time for Jesus to give them something to do, and it was time for them to do something for the Lord we find that a whole lot of those people that wanted to get so close to Jesus so they could get something off of Him, before we know it, we look and we see that they're gone. Do you remember the story of the ten lepers? And the ten lepers that were healed of their leprosy? And boy, God was good. He healed them. He took care of their infirmity. He took care of what was going on in their life. And I'm telling you, God has taken care of us. God has blessed us beyond measure. And the Bible said that when God blessed them, the Bible said that only one of those ten men came back to glorify the name of Jesus. And I wonder as I look at that passage and I think about that, if that's a good percentage, one out of ten people that get what they need from the Lord, return back and glorify the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something, God's been good. And God has done a lot for us. And may I say that God can do anything for us today. But I want to ask you this, what have we done for Him? Ten people got healed, only one turned back to give Him glory. I wonder today in our life, of all that Jesus has done for us, I challenge you this morning to search your heart. What have you done for Him? Well, I'm saved, preacher. Praise God. But may I tell you, there's more to this than just being saved. And once you get saved, it is expected of you, it is commanded of you in the Scripture to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you've been saved a year, if you've been saved a month, if you've been saved 50 years, no matter how long you've been saved, it is your responsibility and my responsibility to understand what Jesus has done for us 
And in return, step up, serve Him, commit ourselves to Him, and serve Him and honor Him and glorify Him. I want you to know that we are to be disciples this morning. You are to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want you to look in our text here. And Jesus is given a few commands here. And I want you to know that these are things that He's given out for the sole purpose of for these people to become disciples. And the disciples are standing here and they're listening to this, but there's a whole lot of other people here. And there's a lot of people listening to this that have been saved. And Jesus said, look, you've come to me. I've given all of you these things. Now, in return, I want you to do this for me. And I want you to notice a few commands here. And the first one he said is, come after me and follow me. Whosoever will come after me and follow me. I want you to know that we have the invitation extended to us by Jesus to come unto Him and to follow Him. Do you realize today if you're saved that Jesus wants you to follow Him in your life? Are you all awake today? Are you all with me this morning? Do you realize that Jesus wants you to follow Him? People get saved and they say, Preacher, I don't know what God wants me to do. Let me tell you what God wants you to do. He wants you to follow Him this morning. He wants you to commit yourself to Him and give yourself to Him wholly. He was good enough to do it for salvation. Isn't He good enough to do it for service today? Hadn't God been good? And He give us this invitation, come unto me, follow me. And notice the, the, the word in here, come after me, simply means to come alongside. Come alongside with me and follow me. I want you to know the word disciple means one who follows in the footsteps of Jesus. Let me ask you this. Since you've been saved, have you been following in the footsteps of Jesus. Have you came unto Him, yoked up with Him, and followed Him in your life? Do you remember Peter and Andrew there in the book of Matthew when Jesus met them there on the seashores of Galilee? He came and He said, hey, I want you to follow Me. And the Bible said that they straightway left their nets and followed Him. And then he turned around and he looked out there and on the boat was James and John. And he said, hey, I want you to follow me. And the Bible said, immediately they left the ship and their father and they followed him. Do you know when you get saved, you are commanded to follow Jesus. You are commanded to commit yourself and to submit yourself to your relationship with Jesus Christ. May I tell you, you are to be sold out to him this morning. You're to be completely committed. The Bible says to draw nigh unto Him, and He'll draw nigh unto us. Now, the disciples heard this. He said, come after me and follow me. And the disciples understood this. The disciples have already experienced the cost of following Jesus. Because if you're going to follow Jesus, that means you've got to lay something down in order to follow Him. And the Bible said that they left the ship. The Bible said that they left their nets. I'm going to tell you that we need to leave the old life behind so that we can follow in this new life, in this new relationship with Jesus Christ. People come all the time. Hey, man, I'm saved. I'm saved. And then weeks go by, you don't see them anymore. What has happened? They failed to let go of the past. They failed to let go of those nets. They failed to let go and to submit themselves unto Jesus. 
Man, I'll tell you, we have fellowship. Man, people come from all over the place. <laughs> come on, man. Y'all know I'm right. Man, I'm telling you, when it's something that we can get from it, when it's something that pleases us, it's easy to get a part of it. But let me tell you something. There's so much more in our relationship with Jesus than what I can get from it. It's not about all the time what I can get from it. It's about, Lord, what can I do for You? It's about selling yourself out to Jesus. Jesus, You've been so good to me, and I can't help but to dedicate my life to You. And friend, that's what these disciples did. They were so amazed and in awe about what Jesus had done for them. In return, they said, I'm going to leave it all behind so that I can follow Jesus. May I tell you, He's worth following Him today. He's worth laying it all behind so that we can follow Him. And the command, this is a command. He said, come after me and follow me. Do you realize, child of God, we are to come after Him and to follow Him? Notice the next plea. He said, let Him deny Himself. Boy, that's tough, isn't it? If you're ever going to become a disciple of Jesus, you're going to have to deny yourself. And this word deny in the Greek means to completely disown or reject yourself. This same word here is the same word that was used to describe the denial of Peter. Do you remember when Peter denied the Lord three times? And the Bible said that he denied Him three times. And the Bible says simply means that he completely disowned knowing the Lord. And now the Lord turns this around and says, I want you to completely disown yourself. Hmm. You say, preacher, what does that mean? That means we're going to have to get some humility. That means we're going to have to understand that number one in this world is not me and I. You say, wait a minute, preacher. (laughs) This is all I got in this whole world. Well, friend, if all you got in this world is yourself, you're in bad shape today. I hope before you leave, you let me introduce you to Jesus. Because I'm telling you, He's all I've got this morning. It's not about me, it's about Him today. It's about Him. And a lot of people can ever, can't ever get to the place to follow Jesus because they don't disown themselves. They don't deny themselves. And everything in this whole world is more important to us than following Jesus. Well, I've got to do this. And I've got to do that. Well, I would love to read my Bible, but that's not my morning routine. The Lord knows I'm bad in the mornings. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and and I, I want to do this then, and I want to do that then. Let me tell you what following Jesus is all about. It's about denying yourself. It's about coming to the position about it's not all about what I think, or what I want, or what I see. It's about what God wants. It's about what He thinks. It's about what He believes. Let me tell you something. It don't matter what I believe today. It really don't. But it sure matters what He believes. And may I tell you, as God's people, we've got to put ourselves in a position where we deny ourselves. That means that we put ourselves in a position of humility. You know what that means? That means we decrease. And if we decrease, what happens? He increases. And the lower we become, the higher He becomes. Huh. Let me tell you something. If you're serving God, you're not doing it with you, number one. The only way to serve God is to disown yourself and put Him, number one. And when we disown ourselves and we get to that place of humility, you know what? His will 
His will becomes my will. His desire becomes my desire. His power becomes my power. His wisdom becomes my wisdom. How many times in this Christian life would we say, I, 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 I. Hey, we've got to stop it. The moment that I gave my life to Jesus is not about I anymore. It's about Him. Hello, are y'all awake? It's not about I anymore. It's about Him. It's about Him. Promised Land Church, it's not about the preacher. It's about Him today. It's about Him. This whole life now that I live, it's not about Josh Llewellyn. It's to live it unto the honor and the glory of Jesus Christ. And Promised Land Church, it's not about living life of what we think or what we desire, but it's living life to give Him the honor and glory for everything that we go through in this life. Number three. Are you all with me now? Stay with me. Notice number three. He said, take up His cross. He said, come after me, follow me, let him deny himself, and let him take up his cross. Now, to the listeners there, and y'all go ahead and turn to Luke 23. Go ahead and turn there, Luke 23. But to the listeners there, they knew exactly the cross. They were familiar with the cross, and we are too today. But for us, a cross is a picture of victory. It's a picture of celebration. You know, the cross, we put it around our neck, or we put it on our shirt, or, or we put it on the wall. But to the listeners of those people listening to Him, they knew the Roman government. During the days of Christ, the Bible said, the, or the history tells us, that the Roman government crucified over 30,000 people on a cross. And so to the listeners, when He said, you've got to take up your cross, they thought, uh-oh, hold on, wait a minute. Because to them, a cross didn't go around your neck. It went on your back. And the cross was a picture of sacrifice. It was a picture of suffering. And may I tell you, in order for us to truly follow Jesus, it's going to take some sacrifice on our part. And I want you to think about this. Because many times Jesus said, take up your cross. Follow me. Take up your cross. Do you realize as a child of God, we need to bear our cross? Let me tell you something. It wasn't His cross to bear to begin with. He did it because He loved me. Jesus didn't die on His cross. He died on my cross. Okay? That was not His cross. It was my cross and it was your cross. And we have a responsibility once we get saved to take up that cross. Now, all through the Bible, Jesus gave that challenge. Take up the cross. Bear the cross. Now, notice here in Luke 23... And in verse 26, he gives us an example for this so that we would not be confused about what he meant. And the Bible said in verse 26, And they led him away, and they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. We know when Jesus was led out to Golgotha, the Bible said that he could not bear the cross anymore. Now, get real, people. He could have towed that cross around this world 500 times if he wanted to. He had the power to carry that cross for you and for me. This was not about what Jesus couldn't do, but this was about teaching us something. Because the Bible said that as he went through, there was a man by the name of Simon of Cyrenian that was standing there. And the Bible said the soldiers told him to help him and to bear that cross and to help him to Calvary. And according to the Scripture, this man came to him, he bore that cross, and he helped him get to Calvary. Okay? Now, like I said, Jesus could have carried that cross anywhere he wanted to. Okay? But Jesus is trying to teach us something. Y'all listen to me. 
He gave us three commands. He said, come unto me. He said, deny yourself and take up the cross. And if you don't do this, you can't be a disciple of Jesus. Now, I want you to think about this. Here's old Simon. And there he is in the old city of Jerusalem. There's people everywhere. And here comes Jesus down here. And he falls down right before him. And the soldiers come over here and they said, Simon, you get him and you pick him up. Okay? So what did Simon have to do? He had to leave the position that he was standing to go to the place where Jesus was. What did Jesus say? Come after me, come unto me, and follow me. That man had to leave where he was to go to where Jesus is. That's part of becoming a disciple. Leaving where you come from, going to the place where Jesus was. we got to come unto Him. And the Bible said Simon came unto Him. Then what's the second command? Deny yourself. Do you think Simon went over there? Get up. Get up. Here. He didn't do that. The Bible said he got down. Oh, man, not a more humble spot in all of Jerusalem than where Simon was that day. He didn't go over and say, get up, Jesus, and I'll help you. He had to get down so that he could bear that cross. Let me tell you something. You can never successfully follow Jesus if you're standing straight up. Let me tell you something. We've got to get on our knees as God's people. And if we're going to get to the place where God wants us to be, we've got to disown ourselves. The Bible said he came to him and he got down. <laughs> Boy, ain't that awesome. Before you can bear that cross, you got to get down. you got to get humble. And the Bible said that he put his arm around him. Oh, could you imagine the weight? Oh, could you imagine? The Bible said they got up. Oh, they got up. And he took up that cross. That wasn't just the cross of Jesus. That was the cross of Simon. Simon had every right to get down there. And to bear that cross, just like you have every right to take up your cross today and follow Jesus. Are you all with me this morning? Now listen, we have a responsibility. Come, deny ourselves, yoke up with Him, and bear that cross. Listen now. He got that cross. He got up. Could you imagine not a more humble place than being where Simon was? Oh, preacher, I want to serve Him, but... <laughs> Boy, we say that a lot, don't we? But, man, i got a headache. <laughs> man, I want to serve Him, but... Man, I've got plans. I want to serve Him, but... Man, it's hunting season. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I messed up there. Man, I want to serve Him, but... Simon got up there and he yoked up. Let me tell you something. It was hard to do what he did that day. Sometimes it's hard to follow Jesus. Because that was a place of sacrifice. If you're going to follow Him, you're going to have to sacrifice today. And as He took that cross, He went down that, down that road. People spit on Jesus. People cussed Jesus. People threw rocks at Jesus. Don't you imagine that spit landed on Simon? Don't you imagine those words landed on Simon? Those rocks landed on Simon? And it wasn't because they hated Simon. It's because they hated Jesus. And all of that stuff wasn't intended for Simon. Let me tell you something. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to get persecuted. That persecution is not aimed at you. It's aimed at him today. You bear that cross. You yoke up with Jesus. Let me tell you something. Jesus could have got up and took off running at any time. Okay? That was the son of the living God that day. But he's trying to teach us a lesson. That we've got to come unto him. We've got to deny ourselves. And we've got to yoke up.
and we've got to follow him. I was saved for many years before I ever became a disciple of Jesus. Brother Kenneth, would you put that Galatian scripture up there? I will say many years before I ever got behind Jesus and I followed him. And I'm afraid today there's a whole lot of believers, just like in the Bible, that they get everything that we can get out of Jesus. But let me ask you, what are we doing for him today? What are we doing for him? This is what it's all about. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. That's the picture of sacrifice. Child of God, we've got to sacrifice. You say, why? Because Jesus sacrificed for us. Why do we sacrifice for Him? Because He sacrificed for us first. And if it wasn't for His sacrifice, we'd be a man without hope today. Amen? We'd be a man most miserable. The Bible said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And, and now, I love this, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Why? Because He loved me. And He gave Himself for me. <laughs> he gave Himself for me. Well, preacher, I don't want to follow Jesus. I don't want to put my life to the side. Let me tell you something. If you're going to be a disciple, you're going to have to. Because following Jesus is not about our agenda, but it's about His agenda. It's not about what I want, but it's about what He wants. And the Bible said, I'm crucified with Christ. Let me ask you something. When's the last time you sacrificed yourself for His sake? Boy, He sacrificed Himself for us, didn't He? He laid it all down for us. Can I ask you how much we lay it down for Him? How much do we lay down for Him? I know this ain't a popular message. I'm not dumb. I'm not ignorant. I know this is unpopular. But let me tell you something. You are missing out if you're not a disciple. You are missing the mark. I know I know people, I, I, I don't like to sacrifice. It took me years to come to this place. And I still struggle. Let me tell you something. I'm the chiefest of sinners this morning. But let me tell you something. I missed out when I wasn't following Him. Come unto me. Go to Jesus. Get committed to Him today. Deny yourself. you got to get down before you can bear that cross. you got to get low. And we yoke up with Him. We take that cross. Let me tell you something. We talked about winning lost souls. This lost community needs us to become a disciple today. Hamburg needs us to be a disciple. Hello? Are you all with me? About eight of you? Hamburg needs us to be a disciple. Your co-workers need you to be a disciple. Your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents, your family needs you to be a disciple. And let me tell you something. We owe it to Him today. To all, all to Him I owe. I owe it all to Him. We're fixing to have a hymn of invitation. If you're here today and you've never been saved, I want to invite you to be saved today. Come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. But I'm going to challenge you, child of God. Have you taken up your cross? Are you following Him? These altars are open today. Where you are, fall on your face. Maybe you need help. Come down. Let me talk to you. Are we dedicated? Are we sold out to Him today?
Boy, he sold out to us, didn't he? He laid it all down so that we can be saved. Are you willing to lay it all down so that he can be honored and glorified? Let's stand. Very quiet. Very reverend. If you have a need this morning, a public decision to make this morning, I want to invite you to do this.